Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about how three weapons for trials is a complete joke. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, any of the other locations, you can always catch me live on YouTube at SNTRlive.com. SNTRlive.com will land uh, and get you to the YouTube channel where we do these talks. And listen, I know a lot of people are going to see the title of this and be like, oh my gosh, dude, why are you going at him so hard? Gee, many Christmases seem so negative. Hear me out, okay? There is a possibility that this is going to be a good thing, okay? This is going to be maybe a good system, but we don't have enough information right now. I'm also basing some of my criticism off of things Bungie said before this that gave the community an impression about what the loot injection was going to look like in Trials of Osiris in Season 13. So, Bungie recently revealed in their weekly TWAB that Trials of Osiris would be receiving three weapons in Destiny 2 Season of the Chosen. To many, this was surprising, given the extended wait for Trials to come back in Beyond Light and the previous assurances that Trials would receive both Adept Weapons and brand new weapons in Season 13. Given that two of the models used are direct reskins of an existing sword and a Trials Pulse. Now, the sword's not a direct reskin. I was supposed to correct that in the intro here. It's not a one-to-one reskin on the sword, but the pulse rifle is a one-to-one reskin. This does seem like a meager offering for fans of the game mode, so if you've been kind of waiting for Trials to get back on track and back on the horse, this felt like a pretty weak offering, and I've been pretty hard on them, especially after everything that they announced back in May of last year about this season. So, what did they say when they outlined this? Well, first and foremost, you need to understand something. Previously, Bungie made it sound as if Adept Weapons would not be coming to Trials of Osiris until Season 13. So we did get those early, okay? We got them in Beyond Light. This could mean that somewhere along the lines their plans changed for keeping the mode fresh and updated, or it could have just been a way to test out Adept Weapons. So putting Adept Weapons in Beyond Light very likely could have been a way for them to test them out and make sure everything's kind of working right before they land as brand new weapons inside of Season 13. Now, they also stated that Trials of Osiris would receive brand new armor and weapons, and they said no reprisals in Season 13. We went back and read that blog post from May of last year, and Bungie played some little linguistic trickery. They said that you would get new armor, and then they put in parentheses, no reprisals, and then they said accessories and weapons in Season 13. Now, when a lot of us read that, we saw new armor, accessories, and weapons, and concluded that you'd be getting all new stuff. And to be fair, this is some of the best armor they've made lately. I think the armor is incredible looking, and I want some, all right? It's unfortunate that they did this, because they are doing a reprisal on a weapon, and a lot of people said, like, why are we getting a reprisal? I thought we weren't getting reprisals. The Pulse Rifle is a one-to-one reskin of the Messenger from Destiny 1. Now, whether or not they call it a Messenger is kind of irrelevant. Given their claims prior to this, they gave the community impression back in May. Now, the other thing that's interesting If they did this announcement in May, why would they only add three weapons? It took all this time. Why would that be all what we're going to get? Now, thankfully, the sword is not a one-to-one reskin of Temptation's Hook, even though people may think it is. It's actually quite different. It's just like a similar base model, which may prove nice for, you know, for for the Crucible because it it does a projectile. Now, I don't think it's going to work in Crucible uh, when you go into the competitive realm, though. This morning on the Rage's Roundtable... It was it was it was almost mocked. The guys were like, "Why? Who who on earth is going to be going into into trials and and hoping to get a sword or even want to use a sword? People use swords for three peaking. You're not going to use a sword for heavy round. The animation for the projectile on that hook style sword is super slow. It's not going to be an effective means of using heavy. So it just seems really really kind of even tone deaf. You're only getting three, and then one of them is a sword. Now some said the hand cannon is a reskinned annual." skate that's a complete and utter joke if you actually look at the silhouette of the hand cannon and compare it to the annual skate now people are just kind of overusing the term reskin i think we need to use the term properly because it does happen sometimes so my question is what is the plan at this point because bungie didn't tell us they just showed us the three weapons 
This announcement is causing more questions than it provides answers. Trials of Osiris' current weapon pools are very soon to be sunset. Are they going to get updated? Thus nullifying one of the primary reasons to institute sunsetting and rotate metas out of the PvP endgame? That was one of the reasons we were given that sunsetting was going to come into the game. The the Trials of Osiris weapons are basically a season away from being sunset. So what are they going to do with the old weapons? What are they going to do with the old, you know, the old armor? Is it just going to, is it just going to sit there? Will Trials of Osiris only have three weapons in its loot pool? I mean, is it only for this season? Are they going to be adding more? Is every season going to get three? I'm actually super in favor of the decision if they do that, by the way. If every season they add three weapons, that's actually like a really good way to keep Trials relevant, as opposed to being like, here's seven or eight weapons, and that has to survive an entire year of people playing the game mode. I think that's a great way to, every season, get engagement to spike back up again for Trials of Osiris. Or, you know, if that's not it, is this all players are getting until Witch Queen? So between now and Witch Queen, will it only be these three weapons? Will it be these three weapons plus the old weapons and we raise the cap on the old weapons? Are they going to create a hybrid loot pool where we have three new and the old weapons just keep getting their cap raised? Is this something that will change season to season? Is it going to be three weapons now, four weapons later in order to get the game mode all the way to Witch Queen? We don't know. Okay, so for people to wait this long for trials to get a a, a nice kick in the pants, this doesn't feel like a very strong kick. There's also all of the other mitigating situations right now. The the, the anti-cheat. There is no anti-cheat. The rise in cheating. You know, are are they going to truly be able to shut down DDoSing on console? And if they do, is that going to cause a mass exodus of the PC community? Because the PC community is going to say, the only place we can go and not get cheated against is on console. Well, what happens when you launch crossplay? Is crossplay going to be opt-in only? Opt-out? We don't know. So when I saw these three weapons, I was initially shocked. Then I was kind of disappointed for the people that have been waiting for trials to get some love. I felt even kind of worse this morning when we, that people pointed out that like who's going to want to get a sword. So th- this is I, I think ultimately th- the question is where is trials going and what are they you know what are they going to do with the mode? We need those answers. We need that vision cast from Bungie. They're they've got their midterm plan about abilities versus gun. We need that director's cut now more than ever to really lay the groundwork of where they want to go. Now, lastly, what else do they get? Let's end on a positive note, okay? Let's end on a positive note. The cosmetics look super, super dope. I don't know if you looked at the actual TWAB. I got a picture of the ship here. There's a ship, a sparrow, and a ghost, and they do look really, really nice. This is a direct quote from the TWAB. Along with these new weapons and armor, Trials has some new cosmetic rewards to show off as well. The ghost shell drop chances increases as you win matches and increases when you hit 357 and flawless milestones each week. The ship and sparrow drop chances increase every time you go flawless here is a look at the rewards so ship and the sparrow are kind of the cream of the crop they're putting those in flawless i think that's good put some better stuff at the end of the rainbow and the uh the ghost is available uh three five and seven and gets a greater chance the more you go up so it's good to see really nice looking cosmetics getting added to the trials of osiris loot pool but it feels like window dressing in light of only getting three weapons and one of those being a blatant destiny one reskin of the messenger pulse rifle Bungie needs to decide what they want to do with this mode. The player pool is dying, and seeing all this beautiful armor, guns, and cosmetic items dumped on what feels like a losing horse that's being set up to fail, it just feels like an enormous waste of what could help the rest of Crucible and Iron Banner. You have to remember, Trials has not had impressive numbers for a really, really long time, and this might not be enough to really get things going again, given that, again, it's only three weapons, one of them's a sword. So when I look at crucible and i look at iron banner i look at the ritual updates they're bringing to the npc i see all this beautiful loot i see these cosmetics i see that the armor is super sick the guns are dope i'm like you could you could bolster the core gameplay the core avenue of gameplay more and and maybe just let trials die now i'm not campaigning for trials to die but as i said here at the end it feels like it's already a losing horse and you're setting it up to fail Now, if they come out and they say, 
Every season, we aim to add about three weapons to trials, as well as maybe some cosmetics. I am all for that. That's them making good on their content. Uh, promise about you know thematic cosmetics will not be in the Eververse, and it's also a really good way for trials players to at least have something to chase new every season instead of having to live with one pool of weapons and armor for an entire year. That could be exactly what the game mode needs to get it going every couple of months and and just kind of hum you know, faithfully, not huge numbers, but at least faithfully maintain a reasonable playlist. If anti-cheat is never addressed, the other really big concern is what are they going to do with cross-play and what are they going to do if everybody abandons PC and starts running to the next-gen consoles? That's not good for your player pool, and then cross-play is going to almost have to be forced on the player pool in order for PC players to have anybody to play with. As always, we're going to transition to a very short Q&A. If you're in the audience right now, stick around for that, and if you're listening elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. Let's give me my Q&A session about, uh, you know, I, I talked about three weapons and trials. It's just kind of a complete joke. If you're listening to this elsewhere, you can always catch me live at SNTRlive.com if you want to watch these live to interact, as well as if you're in the live audience and you want to join, you got to be a member, you can click join. First question is coming in from Skilled Nutter. He says, am I allowed to three-peep, haha, <laughs> three-peak in trials if I'm using the new trial sword? In all seriousness, how much of an issue is a game mechanic when everyone can do it? Here's the thing about three-peaking. You could do three-peaking in Overwatch, and you could have argued at the time that it was a game mechanic, but it got addressed for a handful of reasons. I, I don't want to get into a whole big, long 20-minute rant about why three-peaking is needs to be addressed, okay? I am not going to tell you that you're terrible or you're trash or you're scum if you do it. There are plenty of YouTubers that resort to childish name-calling when people in the video game don't do what they like. I'm not going to do that. Like, if you're using it, okay, if you're using it, that that's your choice. Let me try to show you why it's bad for the mode, all right, and why it's bad for any, any first-person shooter, okay? Anytime you are playing a game like Trials of Osiris or even Overwatch or Valorant, there is intrinsic balance in the game, with respect to risk and reward. And the risk and reward of a game like Valorant is that everything you do is either on a cooldown and then you can't get it back for a while, and it has the potential to give away your location. So whenever we played Valorant, there were certain things you could do, but it would make noise. Your footsteps would make noise as well. So positioning and doing certain things, you were always weighing your choices, your positioning, and your use of abilities within the realm of risk-reward. There was always this idea of, if I'm going to use this ability, or if I'm going to position myself here in order to get information, I am taking a risk, and you have to assess that risk if it is worth it or not. Third-person peeking breaks that intrinsic rule and just ground-level foundational game design. It breaks that rule you get free information and you don't actually have to take any risk. You can use your emote, you can use a sword hilt, and you're getting free information. It is a game that was never designed with that as, as an intended thing. Yeah, buddy, I'm recording a Q&A, so you have to come back later, maybe. Yeah. I can't do anything right now. I'm recording a question and answer session, buddy, okay? So we'll have to do it later. Alright, go on. So anytime you're playing a game that was originally designed, I mean it was you know designed to be first person shooter from the ground up, map design, all of that is created. You, okay, I'll help you find it. I'll help you find it later, buddy. No, I'll help you find it later. Okay. Usually usually they don't they don't sneak down here during a recording session. <laughs> he must be sneaking during rest time. Um so the the intrinsic balance of the map, you know, the the in, the intrinsic balance of a first person shooter game is that you only get information if you earn it. You have to earn the information. You have to position, move, peek, whatever, right? Now, my argument that I just made, you can always come back and say, but it's in the game. 
but it's in the game, right? Why why should I do something in the game? To be quite honest, you're right. It is in the game. I'm simply telling you why it shouldn't be and why it's bad for the game. If if you could have done this in Valorant, it would have destroyed everything they worked on. Every ability, every refresh on an ability, every sound cue, every 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 perk and benefit that your player has had like a trade-off. All that work that went into that balance gets completely thrown into upheaval if I can run to a corner and do a little dance and see around the corner. It throws it all off. So then players have to consider that you're doing that. So then all of their positioning has to change. All of the flow and the rhythm of the game has to change. Why? Because you can just run to a corner and get free information. There's no actual three-peaking in Valorant, but characters like Cypher can literally place a camera on B while he's on A and see both sites. Yes. And that is set up with intrinsic balance and risk-reward. He has to place his camera properly. Once he does it, he can't do it for a while. Uh, someone can shoot it down. Um, if he shoots it and someone's nearby, they now know his location and they know where he's sitting. If he wants to check the camera, it diverts his attention from what's happening around him or near him. It's all laced with risk reward. Also, when he picks that character and uses those abilities, he he's not he's not picking another character with other abilities. So, he is a natural sort of defensive bulwark against some of the more aggressive players in the game. So, it you are never wrong in this equation to say it's in the game, what's the problem, right? It's Imagine three peaking in CSGO or Rainbow Six Siege. It makes me want to vomit. Right. Like you, 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 the reason this is happening is because you're going into an environment that is 3v3 round based elimination and you're acting like you, that, that intrinsic competitive balance shouldn't, shouldn't matter. I can just stand on a corner and get free information. I, you're basically a security camera. It's in the game, but it was not intended, so they should remove it as it's abused. Just because it's in the game doesn't mean it should remain. It's actually mind-boggling it has been this long. I think the fix is probably not as easy as we think. What I personally think they should do is um, they, they could disable emoting in trials unless the round is over. So you can emote. You can emote if you win a round. That's totally fine. You know, celebrate your win. And then you can only pull, pull your sword out if there's ammo in it. So the only time three-peaking would p- potentially happen is when somebody makes a play for the heavy ammo, and instead of actually using the heavy ammo, they're using it to pull their sword out. I, I think that would be a natural sort of, like, restriction on how often it would happen. And, look, if somebody's going to literally equip a heavy sword and then go use the heavy ammo to three-peak, like, I, uh, that's their choice you know most people are probably going to pick up heavy and use it whether they're using a machine gun or a rocket or whatever so um that's 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 what i think they should do and maybe it's just more complicated it's probably more complicated than that that they can't just make it to where oh you can't pull out your heavy if there's no ammo in it that all other weapons don't function that way i can pull out an empty rocket launcher machine gun anything they'd have to make a special rule for swords um, maybe swords are just first person if there's no ammo in them. Like it literally just your hand with like a, it's like instead of holding a gun, your hand's just holding the hilt. But the, again, that that would be a, a lot of that would probably be a lot of coding work in order to create that special clause on swords. And that limits only one person to three peaking exactly instead of all three. Um. So listen, I get where this 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 conversation always breaks down. It's in the game grow the frick up just get used to it it's like yes it is in the game but there's been plenty of things in the game that have had to be addressed breaking out of bounds weird spots on the map where you can get like above the map and that's like they're not cheating they're not using an aimbot they just found some ledge they could climb and they're getting into areas that they were never intended to get right like they're 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 sort of just going to places that the original design intention always has to be considered well it's in the game right well when the people designed emotes and swords do you think they ever designed them with that in mind no that's not why they designed them that way when they designed the map that way they didn't intend for people to get out of bounds or get above the map on some some perch that's you know that's a head glitch you know nonsense 
So it, it, it needs to be something that they take a look at because it slows down the entire flow of the game and, and, it, and it turns things into, you know, this, this ridiculous standoff. Now, I will say one of the reasons it really, really started, okay, is that it started and kind of got its most rise when Widow's Court came back because snipers were in an insanely easy, easy, easy clap, you know, place back then. And they've currently put snipers into a more challenging box. The aim assist is a little bit lower on the shorter, on the shorter, uh, short gaze, um, scopes. So they're not quite as sticky at closer, you know, closer snipe lanes. And so the sniping, the, the abundance of sniping on Widow's Court is one of the reasons I think a lot of people started three peaking. They got tired of like coming around a corner and bam, getting shot. So-and-so has a crazy video from D1 on third person play. Like it's not just used to see around a corner. Uh, it just needs to be gone in PVP. Yeah, it, 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 I don't mean to be dismissive, but most of the people that say it's fine, I don't think they actually have a firm grasp on what the entire issue is. They, they, they have a very, I would say a rudimentary understanding of what's happening. And so they come to a, I would say an ignorant conclusion. Again, I'm not trying to be insulting, but it's it's kind of ignorant to say, oh, it's totally fine. Do you think the problem isn't the three people with map design philosophy? Too many maps are close quarters. I don't think that that's the issue at all. Most of the best maps that have come back, I don't think you would describe them as being their two close quarters. I, I don't agree with that. We've got some really, really great maps. Most of the bad maps are from D2's launch, truth be told, because they were designed for double primary and, and slow play and no abilities. So... Most of the people who say it's fine aren't very good, let's be honest. I mean, I, they, I, that's like people who say they play comp all the time and never run into cheaters, Wheezy. I never want to be the guy to tell them that they're just not good enough to realize it. <laughs> it's like, I play comp all the time, I never see cheaters. You know, do you play on PC? Sure do. Okay, you, you're not good enough to realize when you're being cheated against. Um, <laughs> like, and, I, and I'm not trying to be mean, that's just, the, that's just the fact of the matter. It was like when I would play Quake 3 and I knew I was playing against a wall hacker and aimbot. And other people would be like, oh, dude, you're just, you're just jealous that you're losing. Just get good. This guy's, you know, this guy's not cheating. Okay, uh-huh, sure. Bottom fragger, let, you know, please tell me how this guy's not cheating. You know what I mean? Um, God to your players, use and abuse it too. That's something people always forget. That's something that people always forget. When there's something that's super strong in the game, like Mountaintop, Recluse, Hardlight, Three Peaking, something that's like super influential, put that in the hands of a god to your player, and it's 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 three times as annoying and frustrating to play against, because you're you're giving a really really talented player a a uh, you know what's what amounts to an exploit in Crucible. Um, Andrew Carrera. I think the three trials weapons might be an indication that we'll be getting new weapons every season and new armor once a year, akin to what they previously said about armor. Thoughts? I am 100% in support of this, and if that's what they're doing, they should have said that in the TWAB. My video today would have been entirely different, right? Bungie, Bungie makes plans to keep trials relevant would have been today's video, because that's exactly what that is. Now, in classic Bungie fashion, maybe they're manipulating us. They like to do that, by the way. Maybe they knew if they only showed us three weapons, everybody would get irritated and talk about it, which is free publicity and free marketing. And then in a couple of weeks, they talk about their midterm goals for for PvP. And one of those goals is, in order to keep trials relevant, we decided to spread out the weapon additions so that every season there's some new weapons in there. And then everybody celebrates. Well, the potency of your celebration and happiness is quite a bit stronger when you're coming off the, the low feeling of disappointment. They, I, 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 I'm telling you, I think they do this sometimes on purpose. They're like, all right, look, we're going to put three weapons in the TWAB. People are going to be ticked. But then they're going to find out we're doing three weapons every season, and they're going to be really happy. It's 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 classic emotional manipulation to, to to make you celebrate something stronger by pulling you out of disappointment instead of just being like, here's the three weapons, and not to worry, we're going to do three weapons every season. Well, you don't celebrate it as hard. They like to fill the vacancies that they create. They like to clean up the milk that they spill, and then we all give them blue ribbons for it. It's it's we've been doing this for for seven years. I've just been get. I'm just. I'm just more. You know. I'm like Neo, man. I took the red pill. I'm just. 
I'm seeing through it all now. It's like I know what you're doing. (laughs) After all this time, I stand by the title of my stream. It's a complete joke for people to wait this long for an update to Trials of Osiris and get three weapons. One's a direct reskin from D1 and one's a sword. You know? Uh, this this is uh this is tone deaf you know this is tone deaf Andrew Carrera with another question I feel like the addition of three weapons a season will do more to quell the players of trials than dumping six to nine up front are oh, you almost that was almost a really nice comment with uh with the six to nine there y- yes I agree with you this is this is obviously what your what your question was hinting at in that the idea being it's better to rhythmically it's better to rhythmically keep trials sort of humming because this is what's going to happen. You have this spike of interest in trials because here's all the new stuff and then it's 10 months of, of decline. It's just 10 months of decline. Now it can be a spike of interest, three months of decline. Spike of interest, three months of decline. That's healthier. That's probably healthier for the player base. Probably healthier for the player pool. I mean, they're they're looking at a player a player pool and a playlist that's struggling and not doing well, and this is maybe one of their strategies of how to you know address that and speak to that. It, be, mainly because if they don't, what are they going to do? Do a brand new pool of weapons and armor every three months? Well, that's not reasonable. There's no way they're going to be able to do that. That's 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 not something that we, we right now we know they can't do that. We know that's out of the cards with respect to I mean everything that we got in Beyond Light is testimony to the fact that they just can't create enough weapons right now at a quick interval. So for question number 4 here, do you think Bungie should stop focusing on trials and just sunset it? As trials lost all purpose uh, reason and value to be in the game. Warmind IO showed two weeks ago there were more players in private crucible games than in trials. <sighs> this one's touchy because it does sort of feel like it it does sort of feel like trials is being set up to be put out to pasture. I don't want to say that they're they're hobbling the horse. So this is that's kind of graphic like hobbling the horse so they can kill it let's not it's like they're they're it's like planned obs- obsolescence let's be a little less graphic it's like planned obsolescence they've built in a, a, an element of like obsolescence into trials so that eventually they're just like this isn't working we have to take it out of the game we tried we brought it back we tried part of me thinks there's just no reason to do that they took all that time and all that effort to bring it back. Literally made a video, you know, and a video that ended up a video that ended up being a meme. It can't come out half baked. I mean, that got memed on. Deservedly so. Deservedly so. And I can't see them doing all that and then just being like, oh, let's just 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 slowly kill it. You know? I, I do. I feel like they're trying to get it to a good place. They're cherry picking the data. They're setting it up for failure. You said that earlier, and I didn't get what I, I didn't get your clarification for what you meant, Ashen, when you said they're cherry picking the data. I would love to know. I, I missed it. I asked you that earlier, and I didn't get to see you you expound on that, or I'm sorry, expand on that. What do you mean they're cherry picking the data? The, from where I sit, from where I sit, it doesn't just feel like it's being deprioritized. It feels like it's being set up to irritate the player base. A sword? You know what I mean? You you know I don't play a whole lot of Crucible. When the bulk of my argumentation and frustration, I didn't even tu- I didn't even touch on the sword. The the, the 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 PvP guys got on that this morning on the round table. Why? Well, because they play. That means the player base that jumps into trials and jumps into crucible is actually more irritated than I was this morning because I just wasn't in tune to the fact that. Yeah, you know what? Come to think of it, it is kind of ludicrous to put a sword in the trials chest. What? A sword? And I know earlier, the one guy was like, well, what should they do? Just more hand cannon shotguns and snipers? And it's like, no, there's plenty of weapons they could have put in there. A really, really good rocket, a a good machine gun, a good grenade launcher, a good fusion rifle, a crucible wave frame grenade launcher. I don't know. There's tons of weapons they could have added. 
It's hard to disagree with that question and all the other and all other pain points. I'm in the playlist for hours every weekend. Um Oh yeah, the idea that like it 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 might be getting put out to pasture and the private match scene has risen greatly. Right, 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 right. I'll go for that instead of them taking it away a fourth time force us to abandon it completely. Right. Right, right, right. It's it, it's it's a, it becomes of our own doing. But it's also a projectile sort of so it seems. Sergio, somebody brought that up earlier today and in trials I, I can't see anybody using it for that because the animation to do the projectile is super slow. You're just going to die. Most people that use heavies in in the crucible, don't they just gravitate to Grenade launchers, machine guns, and rockets, something that can be done quick and high damage? A projectile that might not even hit the enemy, that has a really, really slow animation? Instant heavy animation? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's slow. <laughs> Why would you ever use that over Black Talon? Yeah, if you want a projectile sword, I mean, I don't know. Legendary Trace Rivals? The projectile also takes a lot of ammo. Yeah, you're talking about maybe what, getting one shot out of it? Black Talon's pretty good in PvP. Yeah, but Black Talon is a one-slice projectile. Isn't this isn't this the animation for this a spin? Don't you spin around and and to send the projectile? Just when I say that, I mean you see all the time their logic and reasoning. Swords are too strong, we're going to nerf them. Rockets are underutilized, we'll buff them. As for trials, give it small to no incentive. Don't fix the issues or give it band-aids. It keeps bleeding and get the opinion of trials to such a negative place. People just say to get rid of it. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure the hook style, you yeah, you do like a, a sword thing. Uh, I'm sorry, a spin move. Animation for caster frame is too long. Right, like, I don't even play Crucible, and I said that this morning. Like, I just immediately was like, I can't see anybody doing that. It just seems like you're going di- to get sniped. You're going to get dead. <laughs> if a heavy doesn't insta-kill with animation, it's useless in comp play. Yeah, it's... Man. So, it, they vary... I don't know. If they make it unappealing enough, maybe maybe that's the goal here, is that we, we usher in the death of Trials because we're just like, this isn't working, get it out of here. And I think it's... Ter- I, yeah, let me scroll back up. I think that's terrible, right? For, for a very simple reason I think the cocktail of trials is so good 3v3 elim with the, with the chess game of supers and map positioning and trying to go flawless and having a mercy and being on that game 7 with no mercy I don't know there is something special about that dude there is something about being in a 4-4 match it's tied up no mercy this is it you, you you either go and get all the candy or you go home with tears put put up or shut up I love it I do it's great and and to see them not pull it off ah it makes me it makes my heart hurt I'm like man that is a what a bummer to not have to not do it to not pull it off um I don't know I I I I want it to I want it to flourish and do well because it's such a it's it's like I said it's such a good cocktail it's such a good mixture of things and yet it just may never get to where they want it because it's just it's it might I, I hate the expression too little too late it's because that's just drenched in regret but it might be too little too late I don't know trials is a cool concept the problem is people just cheat or or result to cheese and it eliminates the tension you just spoke about. Yeah, the last couple times I did, um, if you guys remember Split Screen, rest in peace, Split Screen. The, the, when I decided to stop covering Trials, it was because the games got into like a negative funk. There wasn't an intensity, there weren't big plays. It was, it was cheaters, it was cheesy stuff, it was lag, it was frustration. Um, you know split screen couldn't bring this even bring the spice anymore because the morale of the player base was just like I, I didn't even like covering it it was like nobody's in a good mood you know um you have that audio still maybe i recorded it too but i think it's long gone like i said i think we needed we need to do something else i think it'd be fun but um yeah that interview was fun and i split screen was fun i loved doing it uh we were gonna start getting into other games with it um one of these days, I'll show you guys my other 
my other show we got the intro and the music and everything one of these days i'll show it to you uh and maybe i'll tell you about my my third show that we never we never got to work on um gosh i hate thinking about this stuff so the uh yeah the 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 mode the mode might not ever be able to get get back to that place there just there might be too much there might be too much cheese space magic dark subclasses may be a consistent threat to that environment i mean they said that they want to do a um they want to do a a a talk uh, like a director's cut about um a director's cut about like the, the 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 future of that idea of like 3v3 and abilities um you know can we not save it for when we can put it into action I don't know if I, I don't know if I've ever told you the show's creature. I'll tell them to you later. I think in concept we'll never be able to do it. <laughs> we'll never be able to do it because of how I built them. They were only built to run over there. They're not built to run over here. It just uh, we'll talk later. Um, we could use the names and the ideas, but the concepts would have to be completely shipped down the river. Uh, I was building machines that would run off of other streams because there were always people streaming. There was always people that would love to be commentated on and shoutcasted. And I was basically building other machines to get fed content. SNTR Presents gets fed content and Split Screen was going to get fed content. I could always cover a tournament or trials or, you know, um, there was always there was always fuel I could put in the tank. That's That was the genius of the original iteration of the SNTR network I felt like was genius in its design because I would always have fuel to put into the tank um, anyway the, let's just go to the next question Joseph Young is it possible that Bungie looked at the plummeting player numbers and thought that perhaps there was not enough people to warrant a sizable portion of their bandwidth no excuse just an idea well this is a compounding effect isn't it this is a compounding effect not enough people playing let's not put anything in there don't put anything in there not a lot of people play down it goes um so I, I if this is their reasoning that would be a little shocking or I think the most likely explanation I think the most likely explanation is that um they are they're going to be doing three weapons every season. That's what I think. I think they're going to be doing three weapons, uh, three weapons every season to keep it to keep it relevant. So that I don't think they're deprioritizing it. I don't think they're like trying to kill it. I think they're like, listen, trials will do fine if every three if every three months there's new stuff to chase. It'll it'll be fine. The, the cheating is is something they're going to deal with in their own way, but. You know, the bulk of the player base is going to end up on console. So until crossplay gets introduced every three months, there'll be a reason to log in and play trials. So, what you're saying is, is Bungie does build spiral staircases. They're just down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NA Painter says, with substantial use of 120 RPM hand cannons, the soon to be sunsetting of Felwinter's Lie and the soon to be sunsetting of the original Trial Sniper, how can Bungie justify not giving the pinnacle PvP activity weapons to counter or replace what is used in said activity when they are leaving soon? Um, man, this is a great question. And to be honest with you, I wonder if it's because excuse me sorry I had to stretch I did not mean to yawn I had to stretch my legs um to be honest with you I would say that this was the result of they made these changes to the sandbox and these weapons were probably already built and scoped out months ago you know I'm not making excuses, by the way. I'm just trying to give you an explanation for what might have happened. So they weren't... They didn't probably know that 120s were going to become meta. I mean, even when they announced it, I don't think anybody thought that. Did you think that? I didn't think that. I didn't think, oh, wow, they're bumping 110s up to 120s. Yeah, they'll become meta. They're going to run run amok in there. You know, Fell Winters we knew was kind of crazy and kind of and kind of and kind of uh kind of busted but 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 i don't think anybody you know thought about that also 
this is one of the problems when they have a lot of moving parts like they're building all this stuff for trials and that team's doing a great job well think about it like this this is basically potentially symptomatic of parallel development so you have a team over here and they are building trials and getting trials ready for season 13 they're getting trials ready for year 4 and they're building all their stuff and they're making all their weapons and the sandbox team is over here looking at underutilized weapons ways to make certain archetypes more appealing so they make their changes those changes land in the game and create metas and then this team over here comes back and says alright we're ready and our first offering for trials is going to be a hand cannon, a sword and a pulse rifle and the hand cannon is whatever blah 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 archetype right? we've done all of our testing all of our debugging, the weapons are good, they, they fall into their archetypes and their perk pools respectively and then the player base says why, why are you doing that I don't understand, why are you doing that that's not even a meta weapon right now um, you hope it doesn't suck. Farewell. Title of your sex date. So, you know, if they're, if I'm trying, I don't want to make it sound like I'm making excuses, but I think that's part of the problem is the sandbox team is going to make its changes and the teams that crank out weapons are going to, are going to, or, or, or work on projects or activities. They're going to make, they're, they're going to crank out their stuff. Now they can't go back and be like, oh, well, shoot. We got to create all new weapons and all new things because now this is where the meta is. That's not the greatest answer. That doesn't sound super encouraging, but I, I guarantee you there's a disconnect because of one simple reason. The time it takes to build all this stuff and to make all these weapons and to get everything going, they don't have time to sit around and wait for the sandbox team to decide what changes they're going to make and then think about it from this perspective they got to sit around and wait for the sandbox team to make their changes then they got to sit around and wait for the meta to settle in with the community and then they're supposed to start building weapons do you see they'd be in an, they would be in an, an eternal holding pattern just this eternal holding pattern of like well, yeah we can't make anything we're waiting the sandbox team just did a bunch of stuff you know okay well now we can start building weapons then we got to test them. Then we got to get them ready. By the time they do that, there's likely to be another sandbox change and another shift in the meta. Easy fix. I love that you wrote easy fix before you wrote PTS, because that is not an easy fix, Chalk. Create a PTS for next season. Yeah, it's just that that's not something that they can just crank out and do super easy. Retold tale: new seasonal sniper, and we don't know what the playlist weapons are. This question's too early. Um, I think it's Eugene. I think he's asking specifically about the trials weapons, the hand cannon being a 140, and then a pulse rifle and a sword. They're just they're not even weapons that are going to land on the existing meta. They're just going to get you're going to earn them and then put them to the side. I think is 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 the intention here. A PTS is a private testing public testing server. It would fix the sandbox problems. No, it wouldn't. So you said create a PTS for next season for players to play and leave feedback. Okay, here's the problem with that. That means they have to have a sandbox ready to go an entire season early so that you can interact with it. Does that make sense? So imagine with me, whatever the sandbox looked like in Beyond Light, okay, when they change... We, yeah, we have a great example right now. So re- think of all the things they did in Beyond Light. 110s get bumped to a 120, 150s get absorbed into one, uh, 150s get absorbed into 140s. They make all these changes, right? The sandbox that dropped in Beyond Light, in order for your wish to come true, that sandbox needs to be ready to go an entire season early. And then you get to play and provide feedback, and they start to see trends emerge. And then they're supposed to, I guess, adjust then the weapon offerings in Beyond Light in accordance to that. I, I just, I, I think you're creating something that, that they would never be able to do. They got to have, the, they got to have the sandbox ready an entire season early. They got to disseminate all your feedback, and then your feedback is supposed to dictate the type of weapons and rewards that you get in the next season. So the next season's rewards are kind of sitting around waiting for that feedback. I just think you're putting them in eternal in an eternal deadlock of waiting for player feedback. 
So, I don't know. And D2 is not even on dedicated servers, so you're talking about an infrastructure that doesn't even exist right now. I mean, you d- you do have Crucible Labs, but I don't know. PTR changes take like four to six months. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Any, any sandbox changes you want to test have to be ready almost an entire season early or more. I don't know, dude. I just don't think it's I just don't think it's in the within the realm of possibility. I don't. You know. I don't think it's within the realm of possibility. Gold Magikarp. It seems like Bungie can only make so many weapons per season. Would you be happy with six trials weapons if we lose three somewhere else? Okay, so I you know, obviously I was a little ranty about this, you know. If you look at the bottom paragraph of what I wrote, you know, Bungie needs to decide what they want to do with this mode. The player pool is dying, and seeing all this beautiful armor, guns, and cosmetic items dumped on what feels like a losing horse that is being set up to fail, it just feels like an enormous waste that could help the rest of Crucible or Iron Banner. Okay? Um, there, there's an element here where you, oh, you, you could do six, but then three take three from somewhere else. You gotta understand something. There's a ghost, a ship, and a sparrow, three beautiful sets of armor, and three weapons that are going into one game mode and nowhere else. Crucible is sitting there with an, a, an armor set that's got shared geometry, okay, with other, with other, with other vendors, and then it's gonna have three randy drop weapons, just totally randomly drop weapons, and that's it. And they do all of this for trials. And even then, it's a playlist that's suffering. So it's like, it's a bit of a lose-lose, right? Think of it from this perspective. The playlist is dying, and they throw the kitchen sink at it. Six weapons, three armor sets, and a partridge in a pear tree. And then people are like, it still isn't doing well. The playlist is still dwindling and dying. Why'd you put all that loot in there? Well, instead of putting a bunch of loot in there, they go kind of meager. They do armor sets, some cosmetics, and only three weapons. And what do we zero in on? What's Lono zero in on? Man, that's not really going to help the playlist much. They're between a rock and a hard place. If they put too much in the playlist, people are going to say, man, that that's such a dwindling playlist. Why'd you put so much stuff in there? If they don't put enough stuff in there, you're, sentence, you're sentencing the playlist to potentially die anyway. Do you see? Now... Again, if they're doing three weapons every season, then everything we just said has a very positive and good answer. Oh, okay. Every three months, there's an injection of relevancy and a reason to play Trials. That's actually pretty smart. Division's PTR prior to the first uh, raid release killed the game because of how long it took from PTR to patch. The player base lost interest. Yeah, I, I don't know. PTRs are, are tough to do right. Radical, you spoke out. You spoke about not knowing what they'll do, but what do you think is the best way to handle how trials loot is obtained in order to keep the population interested? Loot pool including old loot that has been brought up to current power, viable only loot pool, rotating loot, etc. Well, the recipe that works the best for trials is you have to treat the 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 card as two worlds there is the world of games one through four and then there is the world of games five through seven i think that games one through four need to be very very generous with stuff that doesn't matter to people that can go flawless non-adept versions of the weapons tokens um i think the armor should be different when you get it at games one through four, you know, it should trend lower on stats. You know, it shouldn't go any higher than, you know, 60, 59. Then, as soon as you get into game five, everything changes. Everything changes. Armor stats trend higher. Token payouts really, 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 really good. Going flawless. Get way more stuff, way more tokens. Adept weapons, cosmetics, cool stuff. This is this is the only way you get trials to level out. You literally you almost need two think tanks. 
hey, your job is to think of ways to make games one through four enjoyable for players that are likely to never go flawless. Think of game four as like, that's their flawless game, right? That's their flawless game, dude. They can get the, if they can get the game four and win, that's, that, is a, that is a huge achievement. That's your job. Go. Think tank, brainstorm. You guys over here, you've been combing over player patterns and flawless player patterns. You need to make games 5, 6, and 7 really appealing to those players and then build a flawless system that's in that, that, that really motivates people to go up to the top end of the card and to go flawless. What happens then when you do that is it's really, really easy for casual players to, to latch on and tether their mind to the game mode in a way where they're like, okay, I know I'll never go flawless, but this is still worth my time. There, th- there's, this, there's this false dichotomy where we say, well, it's trials. So if you're losing, you should get nothing. And if you're winning, that's where everything should be. No, I, I completely disagree with that. If you want that playlist and that mode to do well, you need people to be able to say out loud, if I don't go flawless, it's okay. I still get something worth my time. Games 1 through 4 is where I live, and that's fine with me. I'm, I, my time's being respected. I'm getting stuff. And if you're a team that can go flawless, you're never going to settle for games one through four. Why? Because Bungie's crack squad came up with a way to say, you are going to think that that's a waste of your time. You're going to try and burn through games one through four as fast as possible because you want to live in games five, six, and seven in the flawless chest. That's where you want to be. That's how you keep people in there week to week to week. And when I played trials in destiny one before rise of iron came out that is how i felt i could get a non-adept doctrine i could get the really snazzy looking armor and i felt pretty cool and the people that could consistently go flawless they were pleased to get an adept doctrine or it was the armor the armor was like ornamented if you went flawless or something It was like, I don't know. It, 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 it was e- it was like it was easy. It was an easy decision to make. I'm gonna go in here and play, and whether I win or not, I'm getting something for my time. It's as simple as that. I said a long time ago: respect the player's time, or do not expect the player's time. If you don't respect the player's time, you cannot expect them to give you their time. Why am I going to go into trials and be a punching bag and walk away with nothing? Who is going to sign up for that? A robot, maybe. But a normal person is is never going to do that. What? I, I'm going to give you hours of my time on the weekend to do what? Walk away and be like, you know, those, those glib content creators. Every loss is a chance to learn something. Shut the frick up, dude. I want to play video games with my friends on the weekend, not learn how to be a better player. I want to boot up, shoot people, laugh with my buds. Even if we lose, who cares? We're high-fiving and we're getting loot. Do you really think I'm going to sign up and come back if we jump in, get our butts kicked, and, and get nothing for our time? No, we're going to go do something else. If you do not respect the player's time, you cannot expect the player's time. And that's the problem with Trials. The lower half of the card is a, is an abysmal experience to anybody who's not a top-shelf player. Because it's like, you had, in the beginning of Trials Inception, you had everybody doing low-card farming. So the bottom half of the card was a sweat-fest. So, Bungie's lack of foresight shoved the casual player base right out of contention. I'm not going in there, dude. It was freaking terrible. All these sweaty YouTubers and streamers, look at them. Look at them. They're all doing low card farming. It's their fault, right? You create a uh, an environment of contention. It's like, I'm not going in there. Look at these streamers sitting here all day going for a god roll, never going past game three. This is ridiculous. And so you're, that entire player pool of casuals that you really want and need, woof, they left. And they didn't come back. I got news for you. And if they did, they didn't stay very long. Because Bungie's like, got it. We got it. 
every weekend you're going you're going into you know into reset and losing all your tokens because you couldn't bag a win that win requirements a bit of a barrier let's remove that win requirement yay hang on we're not done with the announcement yet we got to monkey paw our own game every time we make a good update we got to make a stupid one so that's law here um yeah we're removing the, the win requirement but we're gonna lower token payout so anybody who thought i'm a more casual player let me come back into trials and check this out is is immediately met with this is the stupidest thing i've ever experienced in my life thanks for removing the win requirement I'm not getting anything for my time I'm just a punching bag whoop and they left the lack of foresight and decision and decision making with they didn't see people were going to low card farm and then when they finally address the win requirement with tokens they lower the token payout economy like I said, it's like monkey paw development. It's like, well, if we're going to do something good, we got to do something bad, always in equal turns. If we're going to buff a weapon, we got to nerf a weapon. What? Like, it, 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 kill, it I don't, I, I'm telling you, I do not understand who is in charge of some of those decisions making. It does, it, it, it genuinely made no sense to me. I know there are people out there that think I'm some like psychopathic mastermind genius. I read that Trials of Osiris blog post and I said people are going to low card farm to control their loot pool to target farm items. And that's exactly what people did. It took me 60 seconds to come up with that. What is, what, what are, what is Bungie doing? How did they not conceive that that's what people were going to do? And then when they decide to try to get people to come back... They, they make it less enjoyable and less rewarding for those people that live in the lower end of the skill spectrum. I, I'm telling you, it made no sense. It still doesn't make sense. They had the recipe, man. They had the recipe. And they've never, they've, they've, they've just never gone back to it. You gotta treat the card like two worlds. Games one through four, that's there for the casuals. You know, here, here, here's something. Here's something. So games three, five, and seven give you a reward, right? They give you a reward. What if, what if game four, game three or four, was like, was like a mid, was like a midway celebration, something. So like, hey, you you didn't go flawless, but you made it halfway. Why don't you um? There's this area behind Saint 14 that opens up for you, and you can go in there, uh, and and you you can uh, you can turn your card in for a chance at a at a at a drop, or something, because people that are going flawless are never going to do that. They're like, I'm not going to freaking do that. But other people could be like, Hey, we did it! We did it! Oh my gosh, we got the four. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go cash it in. Let's see what we can get. Because they know they're not going to go flawless. You see innovate come up with something man get those casuals in there you need them you need them this is why P- uh why lono i will keep saying the problem is way bigger than we think design philosophy and lack of talent do not forget about the mat that matter bungee spread too thin well they're hiring lots of folks so <clears throat> all right i gotta move on i gotta move on um chalk doctor trials is getting two percent engagement and has a history of low engagement bungie is spending more than two percent of their bandwidth on trials and it upsets everyone not enough for trials fans less content for others should bungie spend their bandwidth on activities in proportion to the percentage of engagement this is a very very tough um axiom or platitude or standard we'll just say standard this is a difficult standard to enforce and here's why they have an entire team dedicated to raids. They have teams dedicated to making dungeons. And those have always gotten lower uh, percentage of engagement. So that doesn't necessarily work. They can't, like, get out an abacus and be like, okay, here's how many people play this content. So your team just got 2% smaller. Uh, your team just got 5% bigger. You know, what What people in charge of the planets in public spaces would have the largest teams of developers. Like, you see what I'm saying? You can't necessarily enforce this as a standard because the the specialization, the specialization and the care needed for raids, dungeons, trials, weapon balancing, uh, um, end game content, you know, 
an exotic dungeon like Whisper or something. An exotic secret mission. Sorry, it's not a dungeon. An exotic secret mission. That requires a level of specialization, care, intelligence. Maybe even, you know, they're higher, they're just more qualified. So you can't, you can't necessarily do this rigidly. I mean, raids cover roughly 7% of PvE and get 7% engagement. I understand what you're saying. Right, like, I know where you're coming from, but the problem is, is that um, I always do food analogies, right? Like, if you've got a restaurant, there are certain dishes and meals that would require a chef of higher caliber, and then you're going to have, like, your your meat and potatoes meals that can be handled by lower-level, like, line cooks. Does that make sense? If, if you have this... If you want to have, like, a super diverse menu, there's going to be things that have to be you know, designed at a certain level and cost a certain amount of money and all this stuff. Or it's just your menu is literally nothing but cheeseburgers and fries, right? Well, you don't want a game to become that because then, like, everything feels the same. Public events, Lost Sectors, Adventures, Strikes, Empire Hunts, Wrathborn Hunts, Dungeons, Nightfalls, Raids, you know, these all have very, very different feels and vibes. And one of the reasons for that is they've got people, you know, on different teams working on them. So, um... I should have asked my question differently. Trials gets three weapons, Crucible gets two, but Crucible gets more engagement. I 100% get where you're coming from, homie. I really do. Trials needs a loot pool, so it's kind of a necessary thing. It's kind of a necessary thing. So, uh, Robert Jones. Has Bungie confirmed that the new Trials loot pool will replace the old one? Three weapons isn't bad if they add next season or if the weapons are not being added to the old pool. Or if the new weapons are being added to the pool, to the old pool, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they've not specified. I'm hoping it's three per season, so then they don't run into a sunsetting problem and it makes people log in every season. Gilly, you said the same thing before Beyond Light. There has to be more loot. I, I didn't say that about this expansion, did I? I said that before Beyond Light. There has to be more loot that they've not announced. I've not said that this time. Uh, this can't be all they have. Bungie's track record is that they show uh, what they show is what they have. Adding more doesn't anything more doesn't exist. Trials isn't getting more loot because Bungie already showed us all the loot. Thoughts? I didn't say this. I think you maybe misunderstood me. I was saying it's it's possible they're going to do three guns every season. Now, obviously, they wouldn't show us the three guns for the for for, for season fourteen. I have I have not once said that. I know I said that about Beyond Light. I have not said that about Season of the Chosen. I have not said, oh, surely there's more loot they haven't shown us. Mm-mm, I've not said that. The only thing I've indicated is that there is a possibility that their plan here is to make sure Trials is relevant every three months by adding guns every season, and I am in full support of that decision because it's it wouldn't I, even if they would have added six or seven weapons this time, how is that supposed to last an entire year? You know? Think about the raid. A raid's a perfect example. Are you going to be running the raid, the, the, the Deepstone Crypt, in um, in August or September? No, probably not. Why? Well, you got you got everything. You got what you needed out of it. The same rule applies to trials. Wait, six or seven months, you're going to be trying to go flawless for another gun that you already have or more armor that you already have? That's got to be what they're doing. Is three guns a season to every three months they bump the numbers back up again. I think the sword's dope. It'll get me in. I don't think you're going to use it in trials. That's kind of the big, the big misfire there. I think. Remember that discussion on twenty-five weapons. I think we know why they didn't say thirty. I'm still curious. How did Reddit get the forty guns? That one Reddit post. How did they get the forty weapons? I think we're going to get like twenty-eight. I think we're somewhere in the neighborhood of like 28 weapons. I don't know. I don't know. Click fire. With decisions from Bungie always feeling inconsistent, do you think Luke Smith leaves decisions up to the dev team heads uh, for that activity instead of being more involved himself? There are all kinds of different management styles, Click, and it is very possible that he just trusts his department heads. I honestly think good leaders and good managers do that. You hire or promote a person and they're an asset and you just let them go. You know, I, th- th- that's a good manager. That's a good leader. 
if you've ever worked for someone who micromanages it creates horrible inefficiencies and everything gets slowed down because everything needs a double triple stamp you can't triple stamp a double stamp but man you got some of these managers that make you triple stamp a double stamp it's like everything needs to be double and triple signed off on before you can do anything and you're like we haven't made any decisions we haven't built anything because everything needs to get cleared by you so it's entirely possible that he's a little more hands off well that comes with risk doesn't it micromanagement is really inefficient it's an it's inefficient form of management style but you know hands-off management can lead to bad decisions like what the frick why'd you guys do this we thought well don't think that ever again you know um but if they're making bad choices it's not good there are two things that i think needs to happen at, at bungie i think the entire community management team needs to be replaced and expanded to be larger than it is i think they have people that are unprofessional and bad at their jobs in those positions um and especially if uh if the the public investigation into my situation goes full circle i think two of them deserve to be fired for what they said publicly about me i also think the crucible team needs to get completely shaken up it needs to get completely shaken up i think you need a new project lead and I think you, I think you, you need that person to catch and cast a better vision because I, it, I don't know. It, 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 they've, they've done a bad job. They have not done a good job. I'm not saying fire them. I'm saying like restructure. It's not working. It's not working. They, whoever was in charge of trials, that person should be on another project now. They did not do a good job with it. They, they, they misfired on so many things. You know, when when I read a blog post and in sixty seconds can poke holes and flaws and everything that was set up logistically, then you you didn't have good project oversight, and that's a problem for Crucible. Uh, Techno with the last question, we still don't know what's going on Deepstone Crypt raid gear. Will we get reissued next season with a higher cap, or will it be sunset before Witch Queen? This is going to be a great discussion for next week once we know what they do with those weapons. Because if every season raids just keep having their infusion caps raised, that is just—I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know, dude. We'll see. Because man, that's weird. If they decide to do it that way, you know, it's like, what's the point of sunsetting then? (laughs) We'll see. I don't know. They haven't said anything about it. We'll know next week. So, all right. If you're in the live audience, don't go anywhere. We're getting ready to go over to the other channel for Rageless Rumble for some Warzone. And if you're listening to this elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.